football. In general. Hey, hi everybody. This is uh, Rob Case. And this is Trevor Koppel. And uh, welcome back to Football in General, the podcast with uh, no ass grabbing. Well, I can't grab <laughs> Trevor's ass. It's too far away. He's in San Diego. But uh, <laughs> uh, no feet up on the chair, no no foot massages, no uh, no champagne popping. Well, you know, and, except when the Patriots come back and win the Super Bowl in uh, 15 years. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, we're, we're back for another week, Trev. What's going on, man? Well, you know, uh, it, it was really fun getting into it last week, first first episode in a long time, and uh, you know, it was really fun recapping 2020, more more memories than uh, than I had anticipated. So I, I felt like that was a lot of fun. But now we're ready to get into the 2021 off season and some of the moves that we've we've seen. And as a fair warning for everybody, um, I'm 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 pulling the flu game right now, baby. It's Jordan, Jordan in 96, 97. So uh, I'm not sick. I don't have a vid, but uh, bear with me here. Um, the, the, the southwestern allergies are, are much more prevalent than I anticipated on moving out here. So, But enough about me. I mean, it is my, you know, it's our podcast, and part of it's about me, but really it's about the NFL. So what do you think, man? I mean, uh, 2021, how could we start off that without talking about uh, everybody's favorite quarterback Deshaun Watson oh man uh yeah kind of a crazy situation there going all the way back to uh you know his requesting to play for another team and now he's got all these uh accusations that uh just seem to be you know flooding everything that's going on with him it's uh it's pretty wild um I'm not really sure like without commenting because I mean really like it's he it's he's in like per, almost like NFL player purgatory right now with everything going on like he we haven't heard from him. <laughs> we just hear from the lawyer and at the end of the day like the allegations I mean are just stacking up at this point and you know it's it's um and he won't be deposed till 2022 apparently I don't know if he'll play this season what do you what do you think the odds are that he may play given the allegations and the fact that he doesn't want to play for the Texans well, so yeah, I I feel like it really, it, you know, it comes down to to his decision, and like you said, we really haven't heard from him uh, since the end of last season when he was saying he didn't, you know, he wanted to be traded. Um, the Texans, you know, haven't traded him. Doesn't look like they will trade him. If the Texans get their way, he'll be he'll be under center all season. Um, but uh, you know. Uh, the situation from his perspective, why why risk injury playing for a team that you don't want to win for? Um, so it it's a really difficult one to predict. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we know more as as we get closer to uh, preseason. So you're telling me you don't want to see Tyrod Taylor out there or Ryan Finley? Well, I mean, <laughs> I. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, you'd, ra- you'd rather I, I see. I really do feel I I feel bad for uh, the the Texans fan base because there's just yeah. it seems like there's no winning scenario for them right now. Um, you know the their quarterback is obviously the the best thing they have going, and 
you know, replacing him is a huge downgrade. Uh, him playing, even though he doesn't want to play for that team anymore, uh, under the shadow of all these allegations, that's just doesn't seem like a recipe for for a fun season uh, for right. the, for the Texans. So it's you know, I, I almost feel like if it was my team, I would take a year away from from football. Uh, right, right, yeah, man. That's uh, so like, and it's and I feel bad for him too because it's like, and you mentioned the fan base. That's a good point to bring up. Like, um, <laughs> just like a really sufferable fan, not insufferable, sufferable fan base at this point. Like, you get a team in 2 they're really bad for like eight years, basically up until like 2010 or 11, and then they're like, <coughs> excuse me, relevant for maybe two or three years. They suck for <laughs> like two or three years. They finally get a quarterback again. Um, they have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, this guy named uh, Jack Easterby comes in, gets in the ear of the own, the owner's son. Um, basically, is like the Rasputin of of the Texans organization, and they trade DeAndre Hopkins, fire Bill O'Brien, make some really boneheaded boneheaded trades along the way, and uh, here we are. <laughs> like that, that, that's what I know. mean. I I feel like it's it really is uh, a bit of a dumpster fire, and at the center of it is. You know what? What is uh, what? What's their quarterback going to do? You know, right, right. And you know, and he's got his own legal stuff to go through. And we won't go into that, but it's just it's unfortunate. Um, you know that. Uh, you know that that uh, he, we we just might not see him play football, and, and obviously for good reason if it is the, the legal stuff, but also because it's you know uh, he's a great player, and it is what it is. So let's say outside of everything. If they got if it, things happened, things got cleared up, uh, and he did he could play or did want to play, and the Minnesota Vikings had a chance to trade for him, um, they're only negotiating with Minnesota. Let's say that for a second here. What would you trade to give up to get Sean Watson? Oh, uh, for yeah. Watson, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I'd uh, I'd definitely give up Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> just being <laughs> honest there. Uh, I, I just think Deshaun. So that that's kind of the the heart of this controversy is nobody's going to debate whether or not Deshaun Watson can can lead a good team if he finds himself on the right team and get the most out of a, a talented wide receiver core and and you know open up the run game with his own running ability. So I, that that's probably the worst part of this whole situation is Deshaun Watson really could be in the the top tier quarterback conversation but he's just languishing right now uh and with everything going the way it is he's just kind of headed further into obscurity um so like kirk so I, maybe a couple first round picks how about how about one of them like biking hats too <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know I feel like the way the league is now, giving up more than a single first-round pick is is almost too much for any player. Because um, hmm. you just you, I mean, there's there's always that much potential with with first-round drafts. Um, but yeah, I think I I mean anything less than at least a first-round pick and maybe a few other lower picks would be not enough for Deshaun Watson. So, uh, 
you know, he's, he, anybody trading for him has got to at least put up one first-round pick, two first-round picks, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I mean you, maybe with a team with a bunch of draft capital, you know, a team like, uh, like Miami Dolphins that have first-round draft picks to spare, uh, but but that's not really their situation. They they think they've got something in uh, Tua, but uh, right. I, I mean maybe that maybe that's not that crazy, and that's that's how good Deshaun Watson is. Could you could you walk away from what you've invested in Tua to have somebody like Deshaun Watson leading the the Dolphins? It's not as crazy as it sounds at first. It's a proven commodity. He had the most yards in the NFL last season: thirty-three touchdowns, seven interceptions. Is uh, I've I've heard some people call him like a young Michael Jordan of football. I don't think that's too crazy because like if you think about Jordan early in his career, like sure, he had sure. it's a it's a very similar scenario. I'm not like well actually even with ownership and like the GM and everything and the coach because he had a lot of turmoil and like ran through two or three head coaches, different ownership, <clears throat> excuse me, um, different GM, and early in his career too. And I'm not saying like obviously it's apples and oranges, like two different sports. Two different players. I, I mean, guys, twenty-five people. Like the jury's still out to a large degree. Like so, I I don't know, but like, let's say this, right? Hypothetically, Detroit, which has like two or three first-round picks, right, over the next couple of years, each each draft, comes right. up, trades, trades all the, the whole like, war war cabinet for Deshaun Watson. He's in your division. What what then? What then, Trevor? What then? Well, well <laughs> then. Uh... You just kind of have to want. I mean, that that's actually not as scary as. I mean, we we were going to talk about some of these quarterbacks that change teams yes. later in the podcast, but right. the truth is, is uh, I'll I'll believe that the Lions can get the most out of a quarterback when it happens. Um, right. I I think uh, you know to to jump ahead to to the 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 whole quarterback conversation. Uh, I think I see Matt Stafford as the real winner in the yes. uh, in in that transaction because I mean th- that's what I mean the 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 Lions had what I think is is a really great quarterback and he's never really met his potential be- because it's the Lions and you know right. uh, what number number two overall draft pick this year uh, kid out of Utah. Uh, you know, same situation with the Jets. It's like, did the Jets, are the Jets just going to waste another high drafted quarterback? Is, uh, is, uh, Sam Donald going to, you know, finally show us what he can do now that he's out of that hellhole? He's (laughs) no longer, uh, walking the streets aimlessly in New York. Looking for a, like a lost puppy right, or something right. like that. So, See, seeing ghosts, seeing go- he said he saw ghosts in that New England game a couple years right. back. Like, come on, bro, you know, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but so, but that's my yeah. point. De- Deshaun Watson, yeah. I think, could be could be the best quarterback if he ends up on the right team. But I don't, th- and I, I, it's a lot easier to picture that with a program like Miami right now than it is uh, the Lions. Right. Um, so, but, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. Any, anything's well, anything's possible, but like I said, I'll I'll believe the Lions can get the most out of a good quarterback when it happens, and they they haven't been doing it for a decade now. So, right, right. So yeah, I think it's a good foray into some of the free agent and trade talk. Um, I wanted to get to trades second, but free agents first. But I think it's good because we're talking about that Detroit and Los Angeles trade. Who do you think got the better of that one? Because you're looking at Jared Goff going to Detroit for a uh, a, a Jared Goff, a t- sorry, 2021 third round pick, two first round picks, 2022, 2023 for Matt Stafford. Is Matt Stafford that good? Or is that just like, that's just like the, uh, the currency you have to pay for, for like a quote unquote franchise quarterback. Well, and so that's the thing. I, I think Matt Stafford has been that good. It's, okay. At this point in his career, you have to wonder if he can still be that guy um, going forward. He's he's not a young guy anymore. Right. Um, but I, when it comes to the picks, I think Detroit got the better of it. When it comes to the quarterback, I think L.A. got the better piece of it. Right. Um, and and so really, when you talk about the two quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford is did the you know is it's going to work out best for him uh he's on a much better team now and he's got a real chance at uh taking his career to the next level if if he can be the guy that i always thought he was that you know detroit wasted um right but jared goff man i i kind of feel bad for jared goff and all this it's hard to picture Jared Goff going from the Rams to the Lions and and taking his career to new heights. It's it's hard to imagine. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody goes to Detroit is sort of like going to New York Jets. I mean, you you good luck. <laughs> like you don't have a choice. You yeah. you don't have any any hope of of surviving. <laughs> you know, um, it just a it's a loser franchise. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't care if you're out there listening from Detroit. Uh, I don't, it's, it's, I mean, you know, uh, basically call a spade a spade here. Uh, well, the spade well, is laid on know, the table. I, so I, I like to root for underdogs. I like yeah. to see, you know, perennial bad teams, uh, break the curse. Right. And, uh, even in my own division, being a Vikings fan, I wanted to see Detroit cash in on this special quarterback and they never did. And right. so now that they they've got somebody else who I, I I really don't see Jared Goff as being as good as Matthew Stafford, it's really hard to picture the Lions accomplishing anything in the next season. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, and I agree with that. And like the way I look at it is, you know, L.A. needed thought they needed a franchise quarterback, and Jared Goff like. I don't. He didn't win them the Super Bowl. I mean, he made some very questionable like plays over the last couple of years since he's been out of the Super Bowl. You could say, you could say he's seen ghosts. Aha! Uh-huh. See what I did there? <laughs> Everybody's affected by New England. Ooh, the magic. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> spooky. You know, you go up there, you play against New England, all of a sudden, uh, every the ghosts are chasing you. You know. Uh, but no. In all honesty, I, I I mean, I think they looked at it like the guy has a big arm. He's got proven leadership qualities you can get the ball down the field he's a good fit for um <clears throat> the offense they run over there and sean mcveigh is gonna i mean i think they're boys man i i heard once he got traded 
I think they were down in like St. John or something like that. And they had, a, they posted something on Instagram, him and Matt Stafford, like drinking daiquiris on the beach or something, you know, and their wives. So uh, good for him. I mean, right, if they have right. dentistry already, then like, I, I think it's worth trading for. And if you guys, if they win a Super Bowl in the next two or three years, like there, there won't be any Monday morning quarterback about this. Like there, they'll just, you know, there'll just be praise. Right. So yeah. Um, what do you think Carson Wentz getting traded to Philly for third and a second? It's conditional. Could be a first, depending on how Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz does. He went to in- Indianapolis. Sorry, by the way. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So it really depends on on uh, which Carson Wentz shows up in Indianapolis. Um, right. This this could work out to be a steal for the Colts. Um, mm-hmm. Who, who really have been looking for somebody ever since uh, Andrew Luck retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if he can be, you know, the Carson Wentz that, that got Philadelphia to the number one seed without even finishing the regular season, then, uh, then they got him for cheap. Um, right. That being said, if, if Philadelphia, you know, we've, we've talked already about the value of a first round pick. Second and third round picks, they they can go the distance as well, and you know, getting a second round pick and a third round pick could really work out in the Eagles' favor. Um, they seem to be pretty sure that that Wentz is not their guy, uh, so I think I think that's a pretty fair trade. Uh, you know, well, you I, know, I, and and I I like. Uh, 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 Jalen Hurts, you know, I was a big fan of him in college, but I, mm. I wasn't, I, I'm still not convinced that he's the better quarterback. Uh, we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. And, and he's a, a rookie last year. I mean, he looked good. Oh um, yeah, no, he, he's absolutely at times. A, a great talent. I, I just, I'm not convinced that he's better than Carson Wentz. Right. And, uh, that that's something to pay attention to this season. Right. Um, um, do you think Carson Wentz is a good replacement for for Philip Rivers? Oh man, uh, I I think I think he could be. Um, you know, Philip Rivers is that Philip Rivers is such a talented quarterback. As much as uh, he annoys me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just always found him to be a somewhat insufferable uh, presence uh, on the football fair. field. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but his his talent, his resume, it's undeniable. Um, but uh, you know, he, he's he kind of belongs to a, a bygone era of, or, or I should say, generation of uh, of talented quarterbacks. So, you know, they. They had to replace him with somebody. I think Carson Wentz uh, could really thrive in that in that system. So, yeah, well, he's with Frank Reich. So, like Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator in Philly when they went to the Super Bowl that year, right? And like, so the guy knows Carson Wentz, right? He's he's worked with him before. That that was the year that Carson got hurt. Remember, he dove at the goal line to get that touchdown. He tore uh, popped his knee out or tore his ACL or what have you, um, right? And so, like, I think it's a, I think in, as far as fit goes, like, seems like a great trade to me. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, you know, I'm not too familiar with, like, the weapons he's going to have on offense there. I, 
I don't know if it matters because he had like I think his top receiver. Well, he had Alshon Jeffrey back in 2018, 2017. You know when he had that big right. big year. So you know if it's like um, T. Y. Hilton, um, Jack Doyle, you know, his tight end over there. Uh, I think they have a guy named Paris Campbell. He's from uh, Ohio State. He was a draft pick a couple years ago. I mean, you know, it's. I, I think they got good pieces, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder when they, it, you know, and a change of scenery from these guys is really good. But with Carson Wentz, I, I thought the last couple of years he looked really lost, and and that's with a, a head coach who was a former quarterback too, you know. So that's kind of like my concern there. But well, you know, Frank Reich, you know, he's took Nick Foles and made him. Uh, we don't need to talk about that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move right. on from that one. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Philly special. It's got plenty of uh, plenty of airtime and commercial time. There, I said it. Okay, I, t- I said Philly special. Yeah, uh, that's it. You guys got it. You got it out of me. Uh, this is like therapy for me, you know. <laughs> um, what do you think of uh, – I thought this was kind of under-radar trade. We didn't, neither, neither of us really acknowledged it, I think, until we were talking in off-air about this before it came on. But um, your boy Teddy Bridgewater. You know, sixth round pick. Yeah, so uh, you know, uh, I've always you know been a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater ever since the Vikings drafted him, and he he uh, he took them to the playoffs, and then he had that just I mean, he he dislocated his knee so badly that it was almost amputated, and so uh, to make the recovery and, and come back the way he has, I've I've always followed him. Because uh, I, I think he's got a real inspirational story, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of Vikings fans still wish that that had never happened. We thought we had found a franchise quarterback with him, um, and so I, it's interesting to me where he goes and can he. You know, it, it was really fun watching him. Uh, uh, you know, in the the Saints, you know, come in and play some games with them. Uh, he, he's got a real sharp football mind and honestly, he, he probably has more promise than any of the, uh, Denver quarterbacks since Peyton Manning and uh, which is not saying a lot. What a, what a dismal group of quarterbacks that has been. Um, <laughs> I mean, you didn't like Trevor Simeon. He's, no, he, I you guys not. had the no. same name. You guys had the same name. <laughs> yeah. <though>. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, <laughs> You guys you know, get confused Paxton, at bars and Paxton no, Lynch, uh, you know the that guy that ended up with uh, with the Texans. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just just so many disappointing quarterbacks. So Teddy Bridgewater in Denver. That's that's one I'll keep my eye on, and uh, I, I I'll be pulling for him. I hope he hope he can step in and make something happen with that team. Do you think? Um, if Teddy Bridgewater gets off, like, let's just say he has a really good camp, right? And he, uh, just gets a really good grasp of the offense and appears to sort of pull away as the starter. Do you think they trade Drew Locke? That's, that's the incumbent starter. Yeah. It's second year, uh, third year guy, third year. My goodness. Third year guy. He well, looked, so it, yeah, it, it really, it really depends on what, what else they can the, the, the Broncos feel they can get going in that department because as much as I love Teddy Bridgewater, um, he's, he's not a sure thing. Right. Um, 
it's it's a stretch to think that even if he comes in and has a great first year, that he can be the future of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, do they still think that Drew Locke can be the future of that team? What what else can they get in their quarterback pipeline? Because if I mean, as as underwhelming as he's been, even he is a pretty big improvement from what they had the the past three years when they've been bringing him along. Um, so it, I mean, you talk about a dire situation. Uh, the Denver quarterback situation is pretty bad. So right, it's it's not it's it's not easy to say what the smart move is there. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, there has to be a joke there, right? Like the Denver quarterbacks walk into a bar. Uh, I don't know. Right. There's, uh, yeah. there's, there's got to be something there. Anyway, sorry. No grab ass, right? Anywho. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Sam Darnold. Right. That's how I was going to go there. Um, AK, uh, I'm seeing ghosts. Uh, my potential has been wasted in New York. He didn't say that. I, I'm putting words in his mouth. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. This is a guy I thought coming out of college was really – I mean, he was a really polished prospect. I think like – there was a lot of concern with him from the get-go, like in terms of turnovers, because he was at USC. He had a, like a really good playing cast around him, and he still didn't uh, perform up to his expectations, and even in college and in the NFL. What 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 do you make of this trade? Because honestly, Carolina gave up a lot to get him, and he really hasn't been anything special in terms of the eyes of a lot of people. A six-round pick, a 2022 second, and 2022 fourth. For Sam Darnold, I mean, he's their QB one. So, like, once again, it's like going back right, to Sam, right. the Stafford thing. You know, if you think he's your guy, go get him, pay whatever you need to, and just pray that nobody loses right. their job over it. You know, so. Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, I, I've already said I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. fan. I, I mm-hmm. still think that if, if I, if, if I have to guess, this is going to be an improvement for Carolina. It's. It's certainly an upgrade for Sam. I mean, he's he's going to a much better organization. Um, I mean, that's that's you know, the Jets. That's a low bar to beat, but uh, big big upgrade for for Sam. So uh, again, it's another interesting situation to see what he'll be able to accomplish with this team. Uh, what the Panthers will be able to get out of him. They certainly got a lot of great pieces in place on offense, uh, most notably, possibly the, uh, you know, most dynamic running back out of the backfield, you know, Christian McCaffrey, uh, very used to carrying the entire offense on his back, literally carrying the entire offense. Um, you know, what, what this will, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what this, what kind of balance they can strike on offense bringing in a uh, a quarterback like Sam Donald. Oh, yeah, totally. Donald. I think it's worth the, the refs. I mean, we you know, and we'll get into it next week when we get to the draft. You know, and it's it's tough because it's like, especially with um, the, the the coach they have there, Rule, Matt Rule from, from Baylor, it's like, do I go take a rookie quarterback and risk my job, or do I just go get a guy who's been in the NFL and at least is 23 years old and somebody I can mold? And who knows, maybe in the first year he, like, has a resurgent season. And how often does that happen with quarterbacks? I mean, or any player in the NFL? Way more often than you think. Way more often. Right. 
Right. So it, it's, I think it's worth the risk. I, I mean, I like Sam Darnold. I thought if New England had a chance to get him, like maybe they should look into it. Obviously, it's inner division. It wouldn't have happened, of course. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, the guy just looks so lost the last year and a half. I, I, I Part of me is like, oh boy, it's a, two, a second round pick. I mean, that's pretty substantial, especially in 2022 when, and we'll get into this next week, when you have, I mean, you're going to have a full season, no COVID issues, full crowds. You're going to have a lot more tape on players. It's going to be way easier to evaluate them. And so I feel like the 2022 draft is going to be much different than the one we just saw in terms of players going where they should and, you know, and what have you. But we'll get into that later. Anywho. Right. So right. that's just my opinion. Um, well, I didn't see any other big trades. I mean, other than that, I mean, the quarterbacks are always the biggest ones. Some under-the-radar ones I liked. And if you have any opinion, Trev, just feel free to jump in, cut me right off, cut my water off. Just don't worry about my feelings because, you know, <laughs> oh, well. Uh, <laughs> um, one I liked a lot. Um, Trent Brown went from the Va the Raiders to New England. Of course, you know, I like that trade because I'm a Patriots fan. You know, surprise. Um, used to play for New England. He had a really good Super Bowl against against um, Los Angeles and double-teaming uh, Aaron Donald. The guy's like 6'9", 350. I think the only thing is, is like his motivation, uh, you know, is kind of sporadic, unfortunately. Given that he's that big, I, I, you know, he, people, they kind of have to get it out of him. I think there's just some players like it's a, it's more of a mental thing than anything. Once he signed his big contract, he didn't really play nearly as good in in Vegas. Do you have any opinion about that trade? Other than that, he's a big guy. Um, I, I mean, I I think <laughs> it's I think it's interesting, you know, them, you know, him returning to New England uh, because it's it's right. not the only trade that fits that description. Because uh, the other one that I'm pretty right. interested in is Kyle Kyle Van Noy returning from from Miami Ooh. and and there's really not a lot of consensus as to I mean you you kind of you know I, I I look at it and they say oh yeah. he, they they think they can get more for their money or uh, he didn't really fit the system that they've they've been trying to create mm -hmm. in in Miami uh, whatever the reason is he's a really I, I've always thought Kyle Van Noy is a very impactful player. He really steps up uh, in in clutch situations. He can really change the the momentum on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, if if I'm a Patriots fan and I'm not, uh, I'd be, be really no, you <laughs> I'd could be, be really. <laughs> I, I think they're. It's plenty they're of room. I mean, I think the Patriots are going to be excited to have both those guys back. Totally, um, totally. Let, let me ask you this because I, I so I trades good with them. There's a lot more, but we'll get into them next week because they're more pertinent to the draft. Let me when you see because we're gonna we're gonna jump right into free agency here and go. New England's gonna be the first team we talk about because I'm present and you know once again I host podcasts. So if you don't want to talk about New England first, go host your own. Um, but what did what do you when you see a team with a, well a lot of salary cap and they just dump money into free agency? Like what's your first guttural feeling like when you see something like that? I mean, I, I think it's really exciting, um, but it's right. it's, it's kind of like brace yourself. Uh, this could either be amazing or regretful, um, but uh, <laughs> yes. you know, it's it's certainly exciting and it and it, it definitely catches your attention. Um, mm. Man, the uh, the Patriots, they uh, did any team, uh, you know 
put more money in place with uh, free agents this year? Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> That's a short answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 right there with you. I think there's like, it's kind of like cautiously optimistic, you know, like you're like, okay, we were filling holes. That's good. Um, boy, we're spending a lot of money. How is that going to impact the cap over yeah, the next I, like two or three years? But, you know, they I, manipulate yeah. the cap so many different ways now. It doesn't even matter sometimes. But um, the other well, part, I know, feel, oh, good, go ahead. Top, top of the list, just looking at it, uh, you know, $87 million over the next four seasons on two tight ends. Um, two tight ends. That that grabs my attention, you know. Uh, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry uh, definitely uh, cashed in, and, and hopefully you see – I mean, if you're a Patriots fan, you want to see a lot of production out of these guys. They're, right. you know, they're definitely pass-catching tight ends. And, uh, you, you, you know – one thing that concerns me going to this, and, and specifically with New England, but also you could say this about any team that spends big, like Jacksonville, I feel like, does it every other year. The Jets seem to somehow get players, but once again, they throw money at them, and it's the New York market. Uh, you know, when you see them spend money specifically on, like, two two guys at one position, that means you drafted, like, crap. That's what that means. I'm sorry, you know. You didn't go out. You drafted two guys last year that sucked. I mean, they, they did couldn't catch a cold Dalton, Dalton Keene and uh, <laughs> Devin, Devin, <laughs> Devin Asiasi, you know, I know. Right. Uh, yeah. Get ready for more dad puns and jokes and stuff over the next uh, year or so. Um, <laughs> it, 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 the, the way I look at it is like, you know, they, they value that position. Obviously they had Gronk, they had Aaron Hernandez. And at the end of the day, when you got to spend 87 and a half million dollars, man, for, you know, he like said four years, three, four years combined, you know, it's, uh, that just means you're not – Belichick isn't drafting well. I mean, he went out and got two receivers as well. I mean, you look at the receivers he's drafted over the last five years. None of, none of them have panned out other than um, uh, Mitchell, you know, from uh, 2014, I believe, he from Georgia. But he had a knee issue and, a, and a, an elbow issue and didn't even play more than two years. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, part of me is uh, I'm a frustrated Patriots fan. You know, I, 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 we had one bad year <laughs> in 20 years. And so I'm sitting here, like, using this as, like, microphone therapy. And, and when in reality, it's it's just the, the God honest truth is that, you know, the Belichick um, hasn't drafted well outside of, you know, some undrafted free agents. You know, J.C. Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Michael Wenyu, you know, uh, who I failed to mention last week. My bad. Shout out to Michael Wenyu, offensive guard for the Patriots, if you're listening. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> the Twitter handles at Rob, uh, Rob K's on Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, it just, it's, it's frustrating. I, I, you know, when you have to fill positions like that, I think the Vikings had to do that for corner too, you know? Oh, big time. Uh, they, they've had, you know, uh, you know, the organization's got a, a good track record of developing, uh, defensive talent, especially, uh, DBs. And then, you know, the last couple of drafts taking some high profile cornerbacks that have not worked out as well as even say uh, one or two of their free agent signed cornerbacks. Uh, and, and then, you know, they've got to move forward. They got to try to bounce back from that. But, you know, part of that is going out and signing people like Patrick Peterson. So, right. 
Um, what do you make of their signing uh, Dalvin Tomlinson from the uh, New York Giants? Nose tackle, defensive tackle. Big big boy. Uh, big boy. That so that's that's another place He's, where we definitely needed uh, some talent and, and didn't necessarily get it uh, where we hoped we would uh, with, with previous draft picks. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm excited to have him on the squad because um, I think he can be a beast uh, in the trenches. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. And uh, hopefully he, he earns his money. Yeah, you know, in two years, twenty-two million dollars. So he better, uh, you know, that 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 kind of money, you expect him to come in and be the guy, right? And it's like with him. I mean, with that team, it's they had probably their worst defensive season ever under Mike Zimmer. You know, so they get Pat yeah, Peterson. Easily. They they, you know, and they they lose. Um, uh, you know, they've lost Trey Wayne's in the last years. They have to trade Mike Hughes for a seventh round pick. So you invest all this capital into corners and defensive players and none of them really pan out and of course they, they drafted Jeff Gladlin last year and Cameron Dantzler so maybe there's like a pipeline of defensive talent that'll come up and be really impressive for Minnesota but it's like I mean you know when Kirk Cousins throws for 4,500 yards Justin Jefferson's a rookie is an all pro Dalvin Cook has his best rushing season yet uh you know you're eight and eight that's uh yeah that's pretty, uh, not, pretty frustrating. Well, I mean, yeah, Se- seven and nine, buddy. Seven uh, and nine. <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah, not, not good. Um, and and, uh, and you know all all that considered, I I do like uh, you know what we did in the draft, addressing improving the O line, um, but you know I I don't like uh, you know compensating for a, a, a less than impressive defense by making the offense you, you know when when your defense can't hold your opponent to under 20 points consistently it's it really you can't expect e- even a great offense isn't going to be able to get you 30 points every week uh it, it's just uh, unreasonable but that that almost seems to be the uh, strategy right now is to compensate by having a, 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 a an offense that can just score all game right Right. Uh, yeah, man. What What did you think about your uh, your your twin Ryan Fitzpatrick sign, <laughs> signing with the Washington football team? <laughs> you know, um, it, it, it I, you know, I'm excited. I think uh, you know, you know, someday we're not going to be able to look forward to uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's new team every year like we've gotten <laughs> so used to. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we get it again. You know, once again, he's going to a team that uh, doesn't have their quarterback situation figured out. Um, the, the team with a lot of talent on the roster um, in a division that is, uh, you know, in turmoil. There's, there is no clear, uh, you know, uh, powerhouse. You, know, you never know who's going to win the NFC East. Uh, so I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do for that team. Uh, and you know, one, one more, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick Jersey out there. Right. <laughs> you know, for the, for the, the fans that collect the Ryan Fitzpatrick jerseys, your, your number is going to go over 20 with his home and away and alternate jerseys. So 
you know, it, there's three things guaranteed life. Uh, death, taxes, and Ryan Fitzpatrick playing for that, a different right. team every year. So that's really about it. Um, well, I like their signing to Washington football team signed uh, Curtis Samuel, Panther, uh, Pan- uh, formerly a wide receiver for the Panthers. Um, I got a soft spot for Ohio State guys. I don't know why, but they always turn out like a guy who's like really good in space, kind of like a satellite player, can do a whole bunch of different things on the field. Um, I was really sad when Braxton Miller didn't do anything when he got drafted, <laughs> like really sad from Houston a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. we've seen some other players out of there, like Ted Ginn, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's right, other guys right. I can't, I'm, I'm not referencing right now. Um, but I liked him. I thought he would be a good pick in New England, but three years and $34.5 million for – Boy, I, I like the player a lot, but yeah, the money. Oh boy, yeah, that's a lot of money, you know, for a guy who uh, has been a third or fourth receiver, you know. But that's the free agent game in a nutshell. So, um, right. well, we, and you yeah, know, the, the 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 Washington football team, they they definitely got a uh, a talented young defense. So uh, right. that that's a situation that I like mm-hmm. for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he, he's he you know the Fitz magic uh <laughs> if if he has a chance to win he always can right uh so uh you know i i think uh screw it i'll, I'll say that that's my team in the division this year i'd love oh. to see him uh take the division um you know the the eagles still have a lot to figure out the the giants have a lot to figure out uh the cowboys seem to be on the decline when it comes to their defense we'll see um you you really don't know what they're gonna be like uh with uh Dak Prescott getting healthy again um they, they certainly have probably the best wide receiver group in the in the conference but uh Fitz Magic as I like to say Fitz Ma- he's special so uh <laughs> we will we will see that's like uh yeah if you hear trevor say he's special that's like an 85 grade in pro football focus so you know like that's <laughs> you, you, that's there's no quantitative grades here man we're all love out of we're, we're describing people with adjectives we, we we watch the game film and just say everybody's special it's spe- right. what was that from saturday night live he's, or is he special you know special special yeah that little dana carvey yeah, yeah that's right that's right all right you know i'm bringing it back um, two moves I really liked. Uh, well, I guess it was – well, you know, I guess you could say three um, in some way. Kansas City revamped their offensive line. And, you know, if anybody watched Super Bowl, um, you know, uh, I would say uh, even the first half, uh, Pat Mahomes didn't get stand a chance against Tampa Bay. So they got Joe Tooney from the Patriots. They picked up uh, Orlando Brown via trade. He's going to be their left tackle. Um I don't know. I, you know, I really liked what Kansas City did there because, like, you know, I think I believe they picked up a few other people on their offensive line, and the names are just escaping me. Regardless, the big two, um, they'll be playing right next to each other on the left side. What did you think about getting Orlando Brown? He's Oklahoma Sooner, by the way, so your boy. Absolutely. And, and yeah. uh, Joe Tooney, two two of the top players of their positions, and got him at a fairly cheap rate to some degree. No, I mean, I I think uh, you know that that. The Chiefs had to do something. Um, the the offensive line, you know, it, it it didn't look terrible until it really mattered, and then it looked awful. Um, and and I know injuries uh, played a big part in that, but it is what it is. And they 
they had to do something. Uh, it was definitely, you know, as much as they could improve different places on defense, their O-line was the biggest problem. I, I know what that's like. Uh, certainly faced that situation as a Vikings fan too many times. Um, so I, I don't think you can ever be too aggressive in uh, in fixing your O-line because when the O-line doesn't work, it all falls apart. Uh, so I, I really like those moves. Yeah, totally. Um, and if anything, like it's just going to give Mahomes more time for like Tyreek Hill to get open, <laughs> you know, for any of those any of those guys they, they got on the on the on the edge there. I mean, it, and in I don't I don't you know they're running backs. I mean, they got the, the the kid from LSU they drafted last year looked really good. I mean, he's probably going to have like a standout year because he's got he's got these mammoth guys right now who are going to be blocking for him. Um, yeah, I mean, don't be surprised if they make it back to the third Super Bowl. I mean, God forbid that happens. Oh. That's me knocking on wood, by the way. But no, I, um, so I know. mean, uh, I like I, I've said this before uh, with different situations. Uh, you know, the, the the Chiefs are not who I want to make it to the Super Bowl this year, but I could not be disappointed if that's mm-hmm. what happens. It, it's it's a really exciting team to watch it's a team i like um they're, they're not the the you know, I, I especially when it comes to the other conference afc i i really do root for underdogs and i'd love to see the browns in the super bowl uh but i can't be disappointed if the chiefs are there a third time in a row it's going to be another exciting matchup whoever totally. they play totally. uh so uh yeah i think uh and, and they absolutely can do it with with you know, you know Patrick Mahomes. He's a special player. Uh, <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> so uh, you know, it's no nobody's going to be surprised if if uh, after improving the O line and getting an exciting young running back, that uh, Patrick Mahomes and company will be back in their third straight Super Bowl, uh, going for mm-hmm. that second Super Bowl ring uh, for Mahomes. So. And real quick, the last the two players, sorry, Kyle Long came out of retirement. I think he was on like ESPN or Fox Sports or something. Um, former All Pro, Pro Bowler. So like him at guard, and then Austin Blythe, um, <clears throat> center. Uh, he'll be yeah. They revamped the whole the whole thing, and I, they did draft somebody too in the second round in the draft. So I, I like the way they did, man. I mean, you think about the front seven on either side of the ball, you know, like including tight ends on either side if there are ones on the offensive line, like. Those will win games. We just watched the Super Bowl where literally if he had more than if Pat Mahomes had two seconds to throw, that may have been that may have been competitive. Maybe. Right? Right. Um right. speaking of Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay. Didn't didn't leave anybody out there. Got the whole team back. Yeah, so uh <laughs> that's that's def I mean if if Tampa Bay is your team, then that's what you're trying to hang your hat on right now is we're bringing all the starters back. We can do it again. Um I, I, I'm not sure that's always the case with with the Super Bowl team, um, but uh, but they they did it. That's what they're going with, and uh, they're they're certainly a contender. Um, and uh, you know, like we like we've said before, it's a it's a Tom Brady team. So all they need to do is make it to the playoffs, and Tom Brady turns it on. Uh, so whether or not they're able to just dominate the NFC or or be just, you know, one of seven teams that gets in, 
if they make it to the playoffs, they're a contender. So. And look, stop saying things that's going to make Tom Brady take things personal. Okay, <laughs> we all <laughs> we all watch the 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 last dance, and we all know what happens when the best the best of all time take take things personal. Stop doing it, for God's sakes! I'm tired of it. I'm just I got a year of Tom Brady taking it personal, and it was like the worst year of my life. Okay, so <laughs> like I'm done with it. Um, moving on, uh, just some free agents that are here now won't be too much. Just some quick hits. Just some guys we noticed on the list when we we're looking it over. Todd Gurley's still a free agent. He's got. Oh, do you have man. better knees than Todd Gurley? Do you have better I knees? I think than I Todd do. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. At this point. <laughs> Todd Gurley, you know, gosh, uh, every every year it gets harder and harder to picture a resurgent season for Todd Gurley, as, as amazing as he was at his peak. Um, right. But uh, you know, maybe with the right team, he could be uh, he could be useful. Uh, you know, running back by committee style. Um, I I just don't think he has a a full dominant season left. Yeah, yeah, definitely like a some sort of role player. I, maybe he goes to like a place like Kansas City. Uh, that that was kind of like my first inclination. I thought of it, but I heard he was in Detroit this last week, so we'll see. Um, Gino Atkins, like an all-world player for like eight years for Cincinnati, defensive tackle. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you think there would be some somewhere for him? I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Right. Well, and and um, it, that's a position that uh, e- even with the best in the league, you want you you've got to have depth at defensive yeah. tackle. Those guys can't right. play every snap all year long. Uh, so with, with the right group, he could be, he could be worth his paycheck. Um, Larry Fitzgerald still on the free agent market, 38 years old though. I mean, I think he goes back to Arizona, but yeah. Well, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, he, he reminds me of another player on our free agent list. I'll just throw it out there and talk about them both. That's Richard Sherman, uh, different side of the ball, you know, only 33, but you're saying only 33 for for a cornerback. Um, so the, these two guys, undeniable talents, uh, future Hall of Famers. Sure. Um, well, played yeah. played the game at a high level for a long time. I think they make good sense with the right squads, if only for the uh, experience that they bring to a you know if you've got a young defense that could really benefit from Richard Sherman's uh, ability to, to elevate the, the output of the people around him. Or, uh, you know, you've got, uh, I, I really do think that uh, Fitzgerald still makes good sense with the Cardinals, with a guy like Kyler Murray, having somebody uh, experienced in the league who is reliable as long as, as the quarterback play is good, you know, not going to drop a lot of passes, not going to screw up any routes. Um, so, I, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see Fitzgerald if he ends up anywhere else, but I really think he makes sense where he is. Give me one player that's uh, off the radar here that you really like that maybe could make a team or make some sort of impact as like a role player or something like that on this list that's still a free agent. So one that kind of – jumps out to me uh 
is Le'Veon Bell, running mm. back at Kansas City. He's not signed yet. Um, you know, he more more so than Todd Gurley, I could just it's it's easier to envision him having a resurgent season, even if he's not the dominant player we once knew him to be. Uh, he's extremely versatile at that position, uh, being able to go out and catch the ball. Um, and I feel like even with the lackluster he's he's had recently, uh, he's somebody that defenses still have to account for. You, you can't write off Le'Veon Bell even now. So I think he could be a real interesting player on, on almost any team that he ends up on. Yeah, I'll, I'll go a little off the radar on my end. I'm going to say Brian Poole, um, uh, cornerback for the Jets last year, just because I watched the division, obviously, with New England being in AFC East. I thought he played really well, especially against New England. And he had a PFF rated him 77.1 at the end of 2020, which is a good grade. And he's still a free agent, so I don't know if it's just a fit-wise. I, I mean, he's 5'9", 213, so he's probably like a slot guy. Um, I assume there's a lot of slot corners in the NFL now, you know, or have that sort of prototype sort of body. And another guy, like, you were talking about defensive line, you need depth. Like, you need four good cornerbacks in the NFL right now, you know? So it's surprising oh, yeah. to me that he's still a free agent, man. I, I think there's a lot of need for good free agents out there. I think he's – he seems like to me he's undervalued, and I I don't know if he's just waiting for the right opportunity. I, we'll see. So Well, like, and, and I, I feel like the – there's a lot of a lot of free agents that aren't going to be free agents for all that much longer. Right. Um, looking at the list here, I'm seeing a lot of offensive tackles. Right. And uh, you, you, I mean, these guys are going to get scooped up. It's hard to know which ones might be real difference makers in the 2021 season mm -hmm. because there's. But that's that, for the same reasons that they are valuable, and that's that it's really hard to predict how how an O line is gonna go through the season. Uh, you know, it's it's tragic, but O lines always suffer injuries, so you need depth. And there's offensive tackles out there with experience, and uh, mm -hmm. the more experience they have, the the better they can you know you know come in and and play the wherever you need them to play on the line um so guys like morgan moses and uh mitchell schwartz mitchell and schwartz, russell okung yeah. yeah uh they're they're gonna end up they're gonna get signed um and you never know if they're gonna be the guy that you know steps up in the postseason and and takes you know helps their team go the distance yes sir yeah so look out for uh some more signings i, I think after June 1st, there's some designation with uh, the compensatory draft sort of formula. Um, if these guys stay and they get signed after June 1st, they don't count towards the formula of certain teams getting draft compensation next year. So um, I, I don't know. I th There'll probably be a little run here. And with training camps and stuff, there's always injuries. Like you said, there's going to be bodies in there. I mean, you have 90-man rosters. There's going to be guys in and out, in and out, in and out constantly anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick, quick. We, uh, I'll give you a quick uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers right. so, e yeah, ether we, moment we, here. <laughs> we kind of, we kind of started uh, this podcast with the uh, Watson controversy. We've got a couple of controversies we want to talk about here at the end. 
Uh, we'll go into the Aaron Rodgers stuff, which is getting, it's just getting silly. It's getting out of hand. Uh, ABC, NBC, one of them, they're, they're talking NBC. about maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe the, he'll, uh, <laughs> maybe he'll, uh, you know, not play a season and come back in 2022. As, as much as I'd love to see a year without Aaron Rodgers, uh, go Vikings. That's, that's just, that's absurd. There's uh there's no way that he's he's so fed up with the Packers that after going to the NFC Championship he's gonna take a year off of football. Um, right. You know, Aaron Rodgers fans, perhaps nobody more than Aaron Rodgers himself, they all believe that no matter what team he's playing for, he has a chance to win a Super Bowl. So the idea that he would not play a year is absolutely absurd. It's uh, wild, yeah. And but uh, mo- moving on from that ridiculous uh, possibility is, uh, you know, him. He's he's not shown up for OTAs, which is something he's never done before. And more than that, uh, all five starting wide receivers have also not been participating in OTAs, which. Uh, you know, raises raises all kinds of controversy in terms of you know, is is this uh, you know a show of solidarity? Does this does this uh, you know show that maybe he is a, a better leader than his critics say that he is, or does this show that he's hurting the team selfishly more than we could have imagined? Uh, is if he's not if he really is firm and that he's not going to play for the Packers ever again, then. Uh, you know, is is it fair what him and his uh, you know so, the solidarity with the wide receivers is unfair to, to Jordan Love? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just uh, you know the controversy continues with with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and and we just have to keep an eye on it as it goes forward. Uh, oh, you know, it's it's like, I mean, really, <laughs> the MVP is yeah. going to sit out an NFL season. I mean, what would, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, it uh, you know, part of me feels like, I, you know, just knowing Aaron Rodgers' mentality and sort of like how he approaches football, especially at his age now, like, I don't know, part of me thinks that could happen. I don't know, like, part of me does, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, I feel like his, with the way he approaches football, like, he, I, I, he, it's not like Brady, you know, like he, it's like a, he's like almost like kind of bigger than the game, sort of like, um, you know, like swagger, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, I know right. you don't. You right. don't want to call it swagger, but that's <laughs> that's all, that's only <laughs> word I got. I've got for another it. name for it. Yeah, um, it, BS. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's like, I, I mean, I don't. I would never want a player to sit out a, a, like this. But I mean, the way he's approached this stuff with the Packers so far, and you know, we could probably do a whole episode on the saga, and the drama of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and. Brian Gutenkorst, the the general manager, and the way that the ownership is set up because it's you know completely like fan funded and everything, and how that messes up that whole organization too. You know, I, it's good for it. Don't get me wrong. It's just at the same time, you're missing some of that like stability that like a Bob Kraft in New England has, or like uh, Arthur Blank down in Atlanta, or you know like the the um, the uh, Steelers. Uh, sorry, camera uh, the Maras, right? You know the Steelers and that that's kind of like something that you need on top of an organization where something like this happens, you can bring the owner in, the owner sits down with the player and they talk it out, you know, 
and they got the general manager in the room, and they're sort of like the centerpiece, you know. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, you know, my gut feeling is that uh, I feel like they're going to get this worked out. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded to like a place like Denver. Or somebody just tells me right. that's possible, you know. Um, uh, you know that, that, that's certainly what I hear from my friends in Denver. If they, <laughs> and who can blame sources. them? Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I know Mark Schlaer. Uh, Me and him are boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, moving, right. moving right along. Uh, right. Who is Julio Jones going to play for in 2021? Yeah. Well, okay. So if you're listening, Julio Jones, right, I'll put the microphone real close to my mouth so you can hear me. Um, or or Nike, uh, who's the 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 dog for Bill from Bill Belichick's dog? If you're listening, get get Bill over here. Trade him a. a Trade the Falcons a first-round pick, second-round pick. You need them on New England. I'm sorry. I, I think I think that's like just as like crazy. I never thought Julio Jones was like a diva receiver. Um, I, I but I guess they all have it in them to some degree. So right. I, I I I don't know. I, I love him. I think he's a great yeah. player. Thirty-two years so old. I don't know. Th- this uh, this controversy kind of caught me by surprise. Um, we're, we're trying not to talk too much about the draft in this episode. We'll be talking about that in another episode, but after seeing the Falcons draft, I was really excited for what their draft could mean for Julio Jones with the Falcons. Um, and, uh, what do you, do you think that Julio Jones could play for the Falcons this year? No, not, not happen. No, man. My, my answers are very short. For the most part, I, I build the watch factory uh, on anything relevant to the Patriots, but yeah, <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> so, and, and the reason I say is because it, he already came out and said it in the media. Uh, I'm not going back there. You know, he already right. said he already said it, Kenny Main. So, all right, so sorry. There, you know, there's been Kenny a lot Main. of teams. A lot of teams have shown interest. There's been a lot of talk about the yeah. the Ravens, um, but I think the the one that I've seen get the most uh, most likely scenario is uh, uh, the 49ers. Do you hmm. think the 49ers have what it takes to bring him in? Oh, I never really thought about that one. Um, I'm going to say no because they already traded. Well, I uh, okay, so he's played with Kyle Shanahan before, right? And he was really right. good in that offense. So I see why that would like make sense. You know, I don't think the way that Shanahan wants to run his offense is sort of like a good fit for Julio Jones at this point in his career. That's, so that's exactly yeah, I, how I feel. Yeah, I, I think I think it's interesting mm-hmm. if he were to show up on the Ravens because uh, he could definitely just step in and 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 be the guy uh, sure. in the the passing offense that they desperately need. Um, and then again with the New England Patriots, you know, practically breaking the bank on, on uh, tight ends, they've they've got some need uh, in the the wide receiver room, but uh, this this is definitely one that could go a lot of different directions at least at this point. And uh, a player like Julio Jones, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. Yeah, yeah, I think the most likely destination. Is probably either like I feel like Vegas for some weird reason, or like Ooh. New England. I think that's pretty much it. And, and if there's another team out there, like uh, I'll be damned. But at the <laughs> end of the day, it's like 
Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's who's, who can take on his salary, right? And there's only like maybe three or four teams total that can do that because he's not going to restructure $15 million a year, you know? Um, New England's one of them. I think Vegas is one of them. Tennessee's one of them. Uh, not sure the other one's off the top of my head, but that's that's what those are. Okay, so he's going to the AFC. They probably won't trade him to the NFC, you know? So that's that's it. Um, with compensation, probably. I, w- I could see like a second rounder. Maybe they give him Sony Michelle um, for him, and I'd be okay with that. I, I think anybody that's going to make, uh, you know, Jones, Mac Jones, more comfortable there. Like, you can't like you can't have enough receivers in the NFL. Like, they tweak a hamstring, they pull, you know, they you know, roll an ankle. Like, it's just one of those positions. Once again, you need depth at, and you need guys who are good in space. And you know, you can't you cannot right. run that offense like you did last year. That offense well, was like so inept. There's no way you can run that offense again this year, you know. So, well, and so that's that's what you know. When before this controversy came out, I I really th- saw uh, the uh, the Falcons. They got they went out and got a first round tight end, really talented guy from uh, Florida. From Florida. Yeah. Uh, and and I thought this this fits this offense great because you you still have to put two guys on julio jones right um so when i think of that i really do he could be a huge impact on a team like new england who, right. who went out and got some great tight ends in the offseason um you know because wherever julio jones goes uh he's he's the number one concern for whatever defense he's facing so exactly well that's our uh, show today, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sneak yeah. one in on Rob real quick here at oh, the end. All right, all right, go ahead. The the <laughs> top the number the, the the top 4 highest selling items for NFL apparel are now all Tim Tebow items. Okay. Tim Tim well, Tebow Trevor, is yeah. coming out of retirement. He's going to play for Jacksonville. What the hell is going on? <laughs> All right. Well, man, it was good covering the f- football for the last, <laughs> no, like the podcast ends here. So second episode done. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not talking about football anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know what to say about that, man. I mean, uh, you know, he's a very, um, a very polarizing figure and he's very religious and there's a lot of things you can say there and, and, you know, and, 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 you know, he's just a generally seems like a really good guy. I mean, he, I liked him as an analyst on the, what was that, college game day? I thought he was awesome. He was a really good analyst at college game day. Oh, so, absolutely. Like, you know, you know he was really passionate about football, but uh, he said he's the leading jersey seller right now. Yeah, leading leading jersey seller. He's, he's making uh, big waves in the uh, – betting world they're already putting all sorts of uh prop bets on uh how many touchdowns in his first game how many touchdowns this season uh it's uh it's getting out of control in my opinion i I don't see him i don't see him coming in and being a huge difference maker i i personally feel it's all uh you know celebrity hype at this point well that's uh yeah, you know, it's uh, I I don't have words for it. <laughs> like I just yeah, it's hype. And you know, like if it sells, makes Jaguars more money because they're you know they're gonna be blacked out for their games this year because nobody's gonna buy tickets. 
to go to those games, then whatever. I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's fine. Anything to get more PR for the Jaguars. They're going to mess up Trevor Lawrence, and we'll talk about that next week. And Oh, I'll go on a rant because I got a lot of things to say about Jacksonville. So, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll stop there, man. Um, All right. That's it yeah, for us this great, week. Great show today. And, uh, guys, you know, it, uh, we're going to be putting up – I said it last week. We'll put up the – yeah, yeah, we put up uh, Twitter and Instagram, so please follow us on both of those. It's just going to be at football in general, so nothing crazy. I did say last week it's still in the works, so just bear with us here. Uh, otherwise, um, I'm Rob and uh, Trevor. I'm Trevor. Thanks again. Thanks again for uh, tuning off. in and listening to us talk about football in general. We'll be back next week. <laughs>